We like Dota is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yield Raven, Ninja Skills, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandorp, Monster, Icebug, Spangrun, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Xinosin, Dodi Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeffrey Peterson, Kruger, Javier Lato Play, Wisp, Zeke, and Strawcat. We like Dodo, episode 312, starts now. I had to burp from the coke. The <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, what, what's wrong with uh, Titus's name? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to We Like Dota, episode 312. Uh, my name is A2K, I'll be your host for today, and I'm joined by Charlene, aka Babybug Troy. Hi. What's up, Charlene? Hi, Arian. Hello, internet. Hello, Shaleen. Um, also joining us today, a uh, very rare appearance, but also very much appreciated, Matt, aka Two Flakes. How are you doing today? Hello, doing well. Glad to be here. Very nice, very nice. Um, would you guys indulge me in a rant uh, for today's intro? Absolutely. I love rants. All right. <laughs> Can I talk to you about the horrors of online university? Oh, please. Sure. <laughs> so... As you guys know, as Germany is heading into uh, our second coronavirus lockdown, uh, which starts tomorrow on the 2nd of November and is slated to go for one month, which is pretty long, um, I'm starting uh, school again. I'm starting my bachelor's degree and everything's online. Like I, I haven't went to my university once uh, yet and apparently so I don't know how it is in America, but in Germany, uh, you can basically choose any of the modules for your uh, degree that you want, but there's basically like a recommended order. So everything makes sense because some modules obviously built of it, are built of each other, right? Mm -hmm. And to get the allotted amount of credits in the semester, I need five modules, uh, which turns out to seven like individual uh, like... Uh, events basically some of them are lectures some of them are seminars so i applied to everything uh, to like get the seminars and lectures and out of those seven i was initially admitted to only three because they just didn't have capacity for all the people trying to study online uh, this semester <laughs> and then you know i applied to a lot more uh, all within the deadlines and then instead of like I don't know, making more courses or something, you just get an email that basically says like, hey, um, maybe you get it. If you don't, you're kind of out of luck. Bye-bye. <laughs> and there's like nothing you can do. Rough. So now I actually got into a fourth course, but still only out of seven that I need, I have four right now. Uh, I already sent emails to all the professors of the rest, but it's kind of unlikely uh, that I'll get the rest of the events that I need. And if I don't, that means that next semester, I'm going to have to work super hard because I have to make up for the courses that I didn't take this year. Man, um, what a disaster. So yeah, it's, it's a super shitty situation. I'm kind of mad about it, to be honest, because if they don't have the capacity, they should just admit less people, in my opinion. Um, 
because I all I also had admissions at other universities. If I knew they didn't have capacity, I would have just went to another university. But now I'm stuck with this one. Um, Wait, why is there such a capacity for online? That's the part I don't understand. If everyone's just watching through Zoom calls, why? Can yeah, you, why exactly. You I was wondering that as well because uh, out of the things that I still need, which is three things. Two of them are seminars where it makes sense that it's a like limited capacity, but one of them is a lecture. Like, why can't I just literally sit in the lecture and listen? I'm not gonna like bother anybody. It's like you don't, you don't people interact. don't even have their mics on for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm 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 super mad about this. It feels really bad. Like, uh, basically having the start of your education ruined um, by Corona. Because especially uh, in, in German, you have the Erste Woche, which means like first semester week, which is the like, it's the most fun part of the whole uh, degree that you're going to do. And it just like <laughs> doesn't exist for everybody studying uh, this That's semester. Tragic. So yeah, feels uh, really bad. I'll try to make the best out of this really shitty situation. But uh, Kind of, it kind of has been weighing down on my mood because I kind of feel like uh, it's gonna make the quality of my case, uh, education much lower. You uh, still pay the same amount. I mean, I'm not paying any. I mean, I'm paying, <laughs> right, I'm paying like, right. <laughs> I'm paying 300 bucks per semester, um, but for that, I also get a like public transport pass that I can use, like, I can basically take any public transport in Berlin and the state surrounding Berlin for free. So it's it's pretty worth. Still, doesn't mean I can't complain because, like, nobody pays for education in Germany. It's not like I'm getting it for free and, like, other people are paying. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for letting me indulge in this rant. I'm pretty mad about this. Uh, let's get into the Dota feelings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More rants. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Charlene, I had a pretty good weekend order. I'm not sure if you want to rant a bit about your weekend order. Hmm. Do I want to rant? I, I, I'm angry. I'm angry about. Uh, I don't know what I'm angry about. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry about the the change in art style because I think I'm at that age where any kind of change feels. Uh, unnecessary and <laughs> you don't like the diatype cell shading it's actually fine <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just trying to find something to rant about <laughs> okay nice try though i mean i personally i'm a big fan of the diatype cell shading especially on the map i think it looks really cool very yeah, 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 uh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh how was the week of dota generally though apart from you know non-existent rants hmm. um I've only played Dire Tide. I haven't played actual Dota. Um, nice. And actually, Bay and I started playing uh, World of Warcraft. So that's like OG Dota, but not really, but kind of. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Make that stretch. <laughs> Damn, you've been playing World of Warcraft? A yeah, classic. Bit. Yeah. Wow, how, how's that? Is it fun? It's. I. I have this internal struggle of of enjoying it. I actually do want to play it, but then I hate myself for wanting to play it because it's so mm. mindless and I don't end up feeling good 
after like finishing any of the quests because there's Damn. just more quests. There's just more quests. It's just an endless, yeah, endless reward cycle. I mean, that's a pretty big time commitment, right? I remember like I try I, I never really played it, but when I was really young, I downloaded it once. But it was before I like really knew how video games worked and I like most of my time was just spent in the like ghost phase and I couldn't find my body. <laughs> Same. <laughs> we, we have spent a lot of time dead. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I'm happy that you're enjoying World of Warcraft. Uh, have you played some Dota this week, Matt? Uh, same with Charlene. I've only played Dire Tide, but I've really enjoyed Dire Tide. Uh, it's probably yeah, so the most fun I've had in a custom game. Yeah, for sure. How's this diatide working out for you both? Because there are some uh, fair bit of changes compared to last time we had diatide. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not even the same like map or anything. Um, it's no, no. Like generally the same concept of you pick up candy, you drop it in a bucket. Yeah, yeah. You, exactly. you have left health and everything. It's it's been fun for me because you kind of have to rethink about Dota a little bit because most of the games are just spent fighting right from the very beginning, and fighting doesn't really matter. It really is all about the candy. So you yeah. start picking out different strategies and coming up with different character choices and everything. I mean, I, I definitely agree that fighting really doesn't matter. I learned it the hard way today. I played a Diretide game. I got uh, 23 kills and 25 assists as Pagna. And we still lost super hard, even <laughs> though like uh, we were just like farming the enemy in the fountain because uh, like one guy from the enemy team just sat on the top lane and just kept uh, yoinking all the candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, that one also, no no offense, it was kind of my team's fault, I feel like. Um, <laughs> uh, apart from that, I also, today, actually, I hit another MMR uh, oh. medal. I hit Legend 2. Um, oh. I was close last week, but then I lost two games in a row. Um, but this week... I actually feel like this time I deserved it. I remember last time I ranked up, it felt like I kind of got a lot of free games in a row. But I had one guy, like, I, I was playing Pagna. And I had my offlaner, he was playing Underlord. He died two times, and then he just jungled for the rest of the game. And I still carried my team. So I feel like I kind of deserved that. Pugna so yeah, I, I'm Legend 2 now. Um, I'm going to be enjoying displaying my new uh, shiny MMR medal. Uh in the We Like Dota League, uh, coming up, by the way, guys. Very um, nice, very nice. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I've also been enjoying Dire Tide a fair bit. I think it's really cool that they redesigned the map. Um, I'm a fan of the art style, and uh, we're going to get into this in the news section, but whew, those are some really, really good sets, guys. My goal. I can't wait to talk about just the, the market aspect of it. I think it's really interesting from a, a design and gameplay yeah, standpoint. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean... I guess we all already covered our, new, uh, our weeks in Dota, kind of. So when we're already talking about it, uh, do you guys want to get into the news? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. All right. Uh, welcome, guys, to probably one of the longest news sections uh, that we'll ever do. Uh, as you guys probably have heard of or, or slash have played Diretide uh, released again after uh, I'm not sure if it was a two or a three year break where we didn't have Diretide um, but yeah it's here again I think it's safe to say it's better than ever do you guys agree with that sentiment I think so I don't actually remember the the first Diretide well enough it was like 2013 or 2014 it's been, yeah yeah it's been a good number of it's years. been a long time 
but I mean the previous like dire tides you didn't have a custom map like I remember the like candy buckets they used to be where the ancient camps were mm -hmm. and it was just the normal Dota map so first of all I think it's really cool that they put in the effort and made a custom map I think it's much more suited to the playstyle having only two lanes and it's it's nice having Roche like literally in the middle of the map so it's balanced for every team um yeah, I mean the like they didn't change up the game principle that much, but it still feels a lot more polished. I think you can tell that Valve has learned a lot from all those years of making like custom games for the battle pass basically. Um because you have like all these little announcements for like which creeps are going to spawn and just in general I th I think it feels a lot more like a polished event in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Also the entire trailer it was like yeah, a movie. Yeah, the trailer's really good. <laughs> all, all of TI's budget went into Dire Tide. That's yeah. my feeling. I, <laughs> true. I also like that they kind of in the trailer touched on, like, they made it clear that people are waiting for that for a long time. Because, like, in the trailer, the people in the bar were really, really, really sad about Roche not coming for, like, three years or something. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, I think it's time. Let's talk sets. Um... Obviously, this year, it's uh, very interesting. First of all, have we ever had this many sets in a treasure? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I don't think we even had, like, a third as many sets in one treasure. It's actually crazy to me how many sets there actually are here. Um, like, I think it's over 60. Um, I, maybe I don't not actually know 60. how many there are. But, I mean, it's a lot, a, a lot. lot, a lot of <laughs> sets, for sure. Um, there's five tiers basically so first there's the just set tier which are just like normal sets some of them are very cool um but they don't have any like fancy effects uh, then there's tier two which is ambient sets uh, which are sets with ambience effects then tier three is uh, just like single immortals uh, they obviously have ambient effect because they're immortal and then tier four is immortal sets so those are hero sets that have immortal item rarity on every like piece of the set and then tier five there's emblems you know those from like battle passes and stuff those are like the maybe once in a blue moon you'll pull that one and instantly be rich basically um <laughs> so maybe we should just like go through all the set tiers and kind of name our favorite and talk uh, about a bunch of these sets uh starting with the tier one what are some of you guys' favorites from the tier one I love this pumpkin broodmother. I think the skull and everything is so cool. It's just so different from the rest of her sets. Let me see. Where is that? Broodmother. She's kind of towards Wait. the beginning-ish. The beginning-ish. Yeah, she's the fifth set in the start. Ah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. I mean, the pumpkin-like body is really, really cool, in my opinion. And then there's the, the Grim Reaper Juggernaut and the Cthulhu Kunkka. Both look great from Tier 1. Yeah. I mean, for me, my two favorites are the Gyrocopter. I'm a big fan of the Owl. Uh, and the Cthulhu Kunkka. I'm super happy they kind of did another set. Because there was another set like this uh, in a like collector's cache a while ago for Kunkka. Where he kind of looked like Davy Jones, basically. Oh, I um, think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I missed that one. And since I'm I'm a pretty big Kanka player, I love playing Kanka. I was super sad that I missed that one, and I had no way to get uh, to get it. So I actually already bought this one on the market uh, because it's a common set. Um, 
And I'm really happy that I get to have my like Davy Jones Cthulhu t uh, tentacle kanka now, even though I didn't have the collector's cash set. Um, I was very happy about that. Also, the design, the design is really cool. I think it's dope that he has a dagger in his left hand. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Also, I, I like the Cthulhu like uh, story. I think it's very intriguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, well, yeah, yeah. I have what a set I don't like. Oh, which one? I don't like the Naga set. You don't Me like too, actually. Butt? It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of have a, like, phobia of leeches, I'd say. Um, <laughs> so I'm, like, the the Naga set, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Like, especially, like, the back. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. So many, like, <laughs> tentacles and weird, like, worm thingies. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. They should delete that one. It looks <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Straight up delete it. Just delete it. Yeah. Try again. Also, what is this necro set? Oh yeah, he has like a top hat. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you don't have a necro set yet, this one's kind of cool, but it's it's meh in my opinion. Looking at it. He looks like but a dapper one that I also, dead old man. Yeah, for sure. One that I also really liked is the Oracle set. Actually, it looks it's very well designed in my opinion. Like it's very. Uh, the different items they go very well with each other. I'm not. It, it's very. It's not over the top too much. Uh, it just looks very good in my opinion. Very yeah. very good design. It's it's like a a natural upgrade of how the character would normally look, yeah. without going like mm. over the top or weird. Exactly exactly. Uh, I like the like. I guess it, you you guys know what a Vendigo is, right? Um, I know it's a mythical creature. Oh, the the Wendigo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a mythical creature that eats humans. I think SF is supposed to be a Wendigo, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wait, is right? SF in this tier? He does have... He oh, kind of looks yeah. like uh, the Birch, which is uh, inspired by the Wendigo. It's a tree demon that's very similar to the cannibalistic nature. Uh, interesting. I don't know the Birch, but like when I saw that set, I immediately thought of the like Wendigo. It's, it's definitely at least partially inspired by the Wendigo, the nature, the yeah. skull. Nice. Um... Also, big fan of Tide. I think having him as a swamp monster is really, really funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. and, Straight I mean, up from the, the deep. Yeah, the frog on his head, obviously, is <laughs> the best thing ever. It's so nice. Waiting to see uh, croak. Okay. Any more, like, uh, common sets, I guess, or, like, set tier sets? They should have given these tiers different names. Like, <laughs> how is one tier just sets? Like, every tier is sets, uh, as, as, uh, <laughs> apart from the immortal tier. They should have named it something else. So. Anyway, we're now getting to the ambient tier, where, you know, things are getting a little bit higher. Like, you know, all, almost all the sets here have ambient effects. Some of them are a bit more out there, especially, like, Clockwork, in my opinion, which I think out of this tier is my favorite set. Uh, I think the Clockwork, clockwork one is the really, brain. really cool. <laughs> yeah, the brain in the jar. Yeah. It, I don't think it looks, looks good enough in-game. It looks really cool looking at it from the front, but you can't really appreciate it when it's so high up with the camera view and regular Dota. But yeah, if you're I mean, playing Clockwork, you get to see I the I could brain. definitely see that. You get the little portrait, yeah. I, I like this uh, Ninja Star or Shuriken anti-mage. Yeah, me too. Big fan. I think if it gets cheap enough, I'll buy the set just for the weapons. I agree, um, yeah. Like I, I don't I, I don't think the set is that cool. It's like wow he wears a mask. Like we already have a lot of AMS, but the ninja star shuriken thingies are super cool in my opinion. And then also I'm not a Tinker player, but I gotta give props to this Tinker set. It's really, really good in my opinion. 
Oh, is this the B one? Yeah, the B yeah, one. Yeah, seeing that he has a, a matching with Gyro is so cute. For sure, for sure. It's very cool. I think also, at some point, like, when if we get two more sets in, like, Beater, you could make, like, a B theme. We could. Getting close, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, and this is also definitely the best Enchantress set that has ever existed. Yeah. She has some really bad sets, and seeing, like, a different style on her, a different color of hair, and just different colors in general, she looks dope. Her her yes, price was really high at sure. the start. People really like. I also... One. I also like that there's an Enchantress set that's not just like jolly weird rainbows. Yeah. Loves everybody rainbows. This is her sparkles. real, her real skin. Yeah, this, I mean, I think this, this set reflects her like psychopathic nature the best out of any. <laughs> Could be pretty funny using this set with the immortal, where it's still like she throws rainbows. She's still throwing rainbows. <laughs> I like that. Bit. Yeah. Um, I like the Earthshaker set for sure. I think having the chess piece at the totem is super cool. Um, and if or once before. I get it, I'll probably actually use the totem. That chess piece is really cool. I feel like I've seen him with a chess piece totem before. Doesn't he have another set like that? Uh, I'm not sure. I think, I mean, this set, uh, I definitely remember. I think this set in particular was on the, like, workshop uh, submissions for a long, long time. Mm, so that maybe that's it. why you think, like, yeah. you've seen it before. Because that's the case with a lot of these sets. Uh, Gyro as well. That Gyro set was on the workshop for a long time as well. Oh, and a uh, fun tidbit. We're looking at the Ricky set right now, and he's got these two green weapons. I actually believe those are inspired by weapons in World of Warcraft that were held by Illidan, who had these like giant green glaives. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... Anti-mage. Yeah, I'm not huge on Warcraft lore, but I definitely remember like the demon hunters using yeah. these kinds of weapons. Um Speaking of the Ricky set, it's really cool. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like I the like little one. flintlock pistol on the back as well. <laughs> There's owl techies. I'm, I'm so mad about owl techies. Like, why? Why do only two of them become owls, not all three? Well, I like to think that the third one is a wizard, so we probably like cast polymorph and turn them into owls. <laughs> <laughs> so we can see I mean, who really runs this this party now. Yeah, I mean, I think like. If you have all the techie sets, you can make like I think the like if you <laughs> oh my goodness, I never even thought of that. Oh if my you God. mix and match item with this, I think like stuff can become can get pretty out of hand like very quickly. Like <laughs> having the right. owl with the little elephant and then like the techies on top is just a pig. Um, oh my God! In Germany, we have an old folk tale. It's called the like the Bremer Stadtmusikanten. Which like the Bremer musicians. It's like a donkey, a cat, a dog, and something else. Maybe you could do some type of <laughs> something like that. <laughs> a little zoo. Um, yeah, a little zoo. Do you like the Venge set? Not, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean neither. I, I actually I mean, don't mind it. It's okay, but I think people are getting a bit blinded by the ambient effects on that. Like, without the ambient effects, it would look pretty boring, I think. That's true. Like, I wouldn't be mad about getting it, but I wouldn't go out and buy it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how I feel. I would definitely wear it, but I, I wouldn't spend the money outright for it. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about the... I mean, I think the Warlock one, the, like, set, it's boring, but the gold one. The genie. The yeah. genie, yeah. Buff genie's but, pretty sweet. And actually, I don't mm. think the set's that bad. It's not as good as some of his other ones, but it's yeah, yeah. it's definitely not bad. I mean, 
I think the like Warlem Golem meta has been developing very fast and in like crazy directions. Like one year ago, we had like all overall pretty boring Bolans, but now we have the samurai, the ape, and this genie. So my question to you guys is: If you had all three, which one would you use? I'm trying to remember the the ape one. I don't, I don't know if I've seen that one. I haven't been keeping up with Dota sets for a little while. Hmm. I mean. Like, for me personally, I like the genie, but I don't think it beats the ape. Now I gotta see the ape. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah, the ape looks really cool. I, I don't think it, be, it beats the ape, in my opinion, at least. Uh, Alright. Maybe move on to the immortals, the single ones. Okay. Any, any hot takes on these? I mean, it's only five, so, you know. Oh no, it's sorry, it's not. No, five. there's, there's it's uh, one, two, eight. several. My bad. My um, favorite I... one is the Shadow Shaman. Yes! The tongue. It's so cool, man. It's so cool. The Shadow Shaman tongue. That has to be the best one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um Second best, I think, is Undying, because the toad because it's actually uh, with that immortal you get a custom uh tombstone and a custom, like, W animation. Oh. So I think the tombstone looks really cool. Oh, wow. Ooh, I didn't see yeah. the tombstone before. That is neat. I like them, yeah, so, like, knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah, that's out. very ominous. Does it update you know the what? zombies? I assume so. Uh, I'm not sure if it updated the zombies, but I think my, like, philosophy about when a horror movie is good and when it's bad is don't show the monster too early. Ooh, I agree with that. Because that kind of like ruins the suspense and you know the totem kind of follows that uh, design philosophy it's just an ominous knocking i think just like an ominous knocking on the door that's like very aggressive it's way scarier than anything that you can show like any monster that you can show um and i know it's only a totem but still uh, i really like it oh really quick since we were looking at the shadow shaman uh shadow shaman in dire tide is very annoying. If you guys yeah, haven't played good. it yet, ban the hero or pick him. And um, get a refresher. <laughs> you you can guarantee yourself a win, even if you guys are having the worst game, as long as you can manage to get to the candy bucket. If you pop your serpents in the last 15 seconds, you will take away enough candy that they can't put it back in the bucket fast enough. I have yeah. clutched so many games just being a troll. For sure. Um, I think... As good as the Shadow Shaman. Actually, let's let, let's maybe finish the sets and then we can talk about some dire tight strats because I got a I got a lot of hot takes on this as well. Um, so maybe let's finish with the Immortal sets. Uh, which one is your favorite there? I can say I don't like the sniper. That's the first thing. I think I love the Snapfire. Not a big fan of the sniper. Yeah, Charlene. Oh, and I like you there? Oh, and the Jug yes. and the Slark. Oh, they're all good. Uh, can you look at the Snapfire mount and tell me what animal you think it is? <laughs> Um, it looks like an axolotl now. It's definitely an axolotl. What's that? I actually literally <laughs> don't know what that is. Uh, I don't even know. Like, it's it's in the gecko it's, family. It's more water. It's like it's still an amphibian. Yeah, um, but I, f I feel like it's more water-based than the it does. It, it, it does look more water-based. So, so it does I mean, air closer to maybe looking like a frog. Yeah, I, I was going to say But I would still that. say axolotl, not frog. Speaking of frogs, like, <laughs> granted, I don't think it's a frog yet, but it's definitely... <laughs> it's oh, wait, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, Arian, does that mean that the original is indeed a lizard? No, it's still a frog. It's uh -huh. the, okay. I mean, 
<laughs> the original is a desert frog, the one that like uh, has acid, uh, like spit, and the you're, battle you're that impossible. never ends. The battle that never ends. Maybe yeah, yeah, finally, I, when you do go to school, you'll learn something. You'll learn what a frog is. <laughs> I mean, not with this shitty online semester. To get back. Th thanks for ruining my mood, Charlene. This frog type thing. I think it looks great. Like, if I if you, if they would sell this like as a pet, I would get it instantly. It's only $136. <laughs> yeah, let me buy. <laughs> but that's that's also... Canadian dollars, so in euros <laughs> it's probably only no, like, like $99. Yeah. It's 87 euros right now. 87 oh, euros. Wow. Yeah. Still not really I think Steel. worth for me to buy. Uh I'm also a big fan of the like it, it looks very cool the like a uh, gun rig that she has on top of the axolotl. Oh, big yeah. fan of yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got a crossbow now. It's a nice upgrade from uh, shotgun. Mm. Yeah. And then obviously we have, we have a yet another drug set. Honestly, I think I like the common drug set more than this one because at this point there's so many goddamn drug sets. Like <laughs> if you give me just like one shred of creativity, um, I'm going to like it more than this one. And I know this one, it has more ambient effects, but... It basically looks like every other drug out there. At least the other one, he uses a scythe, which is kind of creative. Also, all it updates is his healing ward, and that alone makes me very sad. Like, you have yeah. this set that looks so cool, should have a cool omni-slash or a cool crit or a cool spin. Yeah. No, we give you a, a ward that you I can mean, see the healing I mean, that's the problem, right? If they made it, like, omni-slash and spin, it would be, like, one out of a million sets that change omni-slash or spin. And what about the crit? The crit, yeah, you could change the crit, actually. And also... Even then, there's like a million custom healing wards already. Yeah. yeah. Kitty is that's still the, like, the best one. Yeah, that's the cat. That's the Juggernaut Buddha, which I really like. Um, yeah, I, with uh, his Arcana set, I, I still wish it wasn't a mask because there's so many cool Juggernaut masks that I wish I could combine with the Arcana, but the fact yeah, that you have to replace it, like I, without I this mask, it's just the set's not as cool. I, I think the, the common one, like you said, is is good enough especially for like the price difference i would pay for the common one i would never pay for those yeah yeah i mean i think i'm probably gonna at some point get the common one and then just use the scythe as a sword above the immortal maybe even uh because if you have like the blade keeper set you already have like custom animations for everything the mortal does anyway yeah uh yeah um guys let's maybe talk a bit about the change in I'll say market strategy that Valve has deployed with this uh, chest, uh, in essence. So can, can I take a rant on this one? I'm really interested in this. This is the whole yeah, reason yeah, I wanted to be for on. For sure, for sure. Go ahead. So I, I've been studying cryptocurrency, trying to see how uh, a game company could make their own marketplace and actually help people make money by playing their games. And Valve has been a very interesting study note because they've always had this you know, Valve system where in CSGO and Dota, you can sell your sets and make some money. But for the last few years, Valve has really shifted away from that with Dota. And they made it so that trading takes one full year from TI before you can actually start making money off a lot of your sets. So for a lot of people, it's just about pouring in the money at the time. And this change is a good direction for it to be going because it allows people to actually trade up and make some change if they do happen to get lucky with some of these sets. But mm -hmm. to me, it still feels 
a little bit more aired on the greedy side, which I don't really like. The fact that the keys cost just about as much of a chest, and there's always this trade-up system, and there's so many yeah. things that your chances are so low. It just feels... Like, they, they know what they're doing. They get a percentage of every trade we make. So regardless, they're still making a bunch of cash. And I think the conclusion I came to is that if a company wants to make real money, you do exactly what Valve is doing now, which is you take a very small percentage of every trade and you let people openly trade as much as possible and give them a reason to trade, which they have now done by making trading unlocked from the very beginning. The only thing is that it's hard as a Dota fan, especially when you see your game not dying, but definitely not flourishing as much as it has in the past, to see the greedy aspect go up a little bit, but at the same time, like, Dire Tide is completely free, and unlocking these chests does cost money, but you can get the other chests for free. Like, it's it's hard to criticize Valve when most of it is done with good nature and good thought, Yeah. but it's hard also not to feel a little bit abused when you spend so much on these compendiums and to open up all the chests, and then you get the 60 chest thing where you have to buy all these different keys. You know you're never going to get exactly what you want. They give you these trade systems, but ultimately they're just looking for you to spend as much money as possible. So I, I feel very torn on this implementation, but I'm happier with them going in this direction and giving a little bit more autonomy and power back to the player base. Yeah, I mean, I think the, these uh, were some very good thoughts because, as you said, with the most with most battle passes there's the supply of sets is almost infinite because everybody has a million treasures uh, if you have like a decently high tier battle pass and trading is basically like non-existent uh, you can gift sets if you want but that's pretty much it but with this the supply of sets is very limited because mm -hmm. as you said you have to uh, individually pay for every chest opening uh, you don't get chests like a lot I haven't got a single chest drop yet. And then also, even if you get a chest and unlock it with the key, there's a million sets. So the chance that you're going to get the one that you like is very, very low. Uh, so to kind of offset that, there's the more open trading policy, um, which I like because honestly, um, I was able to get some of the cheaper sets already for like one or two bucks, which in my opinion is worth it. And I prefer that to uh, like buying treasures and opening them. I'm not a big like loot box fan if I can avoid them. Um, yeah. But yeah, in general, like it just means that for the completionists out there, like for example, Jim, who like wants every set always, <laughs> um, it's going to be very hard to attain all these sets no matter what like no matter how much you play or how much you pay almost so i mean i guess you could just buy everything on the community market if you really want to spend like 500 bucks on this but you're going to make to have a, like you're going to have to make choices here which sets you really want and which sets you don't really want and i think in my opinion that's okay i think it's more exciting if not everybody has everything and you have to actually like choose what you want and not uh, and what you don't want yeah is there a set um like amount of time that dire tide will be out for because i think that's uh, the other thing like they've re they released so many sets for this event and it's not uh it's not going to be a permanent feature yeah i didn't mm -hmm. actually think about that i wonder how long this is um, going to be on for because we just passed halloween yeah, I'm assuming two months minimum because so. just because of the scope of the update, I don't think they would put so much work into this and then have it for only like four weeks or something. Um, yeah. 
but I mean, two months, that's already until the end of the year. Are they really going to do the Halloween event in January as well? Uh, I think that's <laughs> unlikely. So I my know, guess is two months. Christmas is going to have to happen. They usually do something for Christmas as well. But they, yeah, they could exactly. do something similar in between, and they might make it a month, month and a half. It's Yeah, they, they have different directions they can take this. I'm also curious to see if people start treating this like a stock trading thing, where they buy sets low and sell them back high. But ultimately, you're just getting Valve bucks. So, I mean, it helps you buy more games, but you're not actually making any yeah. real money off of it. I mean, Valve's commission is like, what, 10% on any, on every trade, I think? Something like that. 10, 5, it's, it's enough where with these that's big trades... That's actually so high if you think about good it. Money. 10%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something we've been looking at with both. Like, that's what Epic has been making their whole store around. It's basically just undercutting the percentage of Valve whenever they do mm. anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, guys. Let's maybe... Let's... After, obviously, we got into the most important thing, which is the hat, but... There's also strats to talk about, uh, meaning strats <laughs> about the actual game mode itself, uh, that being Dire Tide. So what are some of you guys' like, favorite heroes to play? In I Dire like Tide, the spirits so far. So I, I haven't played Ember or Earth, but I've played Void Spirit and Storm Spirit, both with pretty much the exact same idea of wait to see when someone has a lot of candy on the enemy team and just try to snipe them and assassinate them. I Doing agree, zips yeah. on Storm from one side to the other when someone's placing all the candies in is so satisfying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the zip, I mean, the spirits are all about mobility, and mobility is very, very good in Dire Tide, so I definitely agree. Um, I also really like Earthshaker, just because mm. there's so many creeps in every wave. Yeah, I, I got owned by an Earthshaker my very first game and played him right after that. I was like, oh, that looks fun. Let's do that. Mm. Uh, actually, about the spirits, I played with Sam Trilling, and he had a very interesting thought about me playing Storm Spirit because I I, I felt like it was kind of hard to kill people. And what he correctly pointed out is that because experience is shared, most like snowball type carry heroes that in that rely on being like two to three levels higher than the enemy are a bit worse uh, in Dire Tide because experience yes. is shared and you're almost always the exact same level. Um, as the enemy so like storm spirit he's balanced around being three to four levels uh above anybody he's trying to kill um so like comparatively he's gonna be a bit weaker yeah i've seen a lot of people picking like carry heroes like pa and it's it just doesn't seem like a good idea yeah pa doesn't seem good to my yeah. to be honest uh, what i do with storm to make up for the difference in uh levels is like since we're all in the same level uh i skip boots and basically just go straight into an orchid as soon as possible and then go bkb second so that your your items are just kind of off from their timings they won't have bkb at the same time you will and they won't have any way of dealing with orchid that early so that That's is my way of offsetting is just weird builds and and rushing without boots on some characters it seems to help a lot yeah um i think like my like two best picks right now are actually pangolier i think pangolier is super good because he has wave clear one mobility skill technically two mobility skills and very good team fight great and team fight he scales very very well with items because if you have like mkb basher maelstrom like your q just 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 does a million damage so i'm a big fan of pangolier and then also which I is know. i think so far my favorite hero to play wind ranger my oh. god wind ranger is good have, have you played or played against the wind ranger io strat yet 
No, I haven't played against oh. Wind Ranger either. But it's so I got I hate it so much. <laughs> I got four reports yesterday as Wind Ranger because I heisted their base um and while they didn't notice and I stole like thirty candy from their base. Uh, yeah. That was pretty nice. Yeah, so they, they with IO it's basically that, but they, they backdoor you, they just teleport you to Shepherd Lane, people aren't in, they kill whatever part to get to the bucket, and then whatever people aren't the bucket, they just TP in take it all and then TP back to bounce. Yeah. It is so frustrating. For yeah. sure. That's actually a really good strat. Uh, honorable mention, I think, goes to Pagna because there's a lot of fighting in Dire Tide. And if there's one hero that just loves fighting heroes constantly with no cooldowns, uh, it's Pagna. But yeah. as I said, so far, like I just get a million kills in every game, but I still lose <laughs> because I forget to get like candy and stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pagna. Yeah. So I, I maybe maybe I'm not doing the right strat. Maybe I'm like building the wrong items or just playing the hero wrong. Um, I, I think you you need a team that kind of supports the pugna because if you guys are all team fighting, pugna's great. But if you have a team that needs to go for scarecrows, pugna's less useful. Yeah, pugna's not good. I mean, the Q works on the scarecrows, but there's definitely way better heroes at killing scarecrows. Oh, I didn't think it would. Yeah, I guess their structures it makes sense. Uh, Earthshaker's really good at killing scarecrows with the W. Yeah, it's so totem. Very very nice. Um, the cool. other hero I've been seeing a lot of is Clinks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lots of sure. Clinks. Yeah. Just Invis in general is really annoying in that game mode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Clinks, he kind of falls into the Wind Ranger niche, right? He's fast, mm -hmm. he's ranged, he does a lot of damage, good attack speed to, like, uh, steal candy. Mm -hmm. yeah, Clinks you is eat really your creeps sure. and become, like, ridiculously buff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen people play Draw Ranger. I think it's dog tier and that, that was the first hero i picked and i was like never again yeah <laughs> like no active skills pretty much like okay she can farm creeps and kill scarecrows decently well but the draw ranger doesn't seem good um, she's good in like five man push strats with like snipers and benches and yeah. stuff that just push but and go for candy bucket, if you want to push yeah. just pick death prophet and take the entire base instantly that's i don't think idea. i've seen a single death prophet and i realize that's actually very surprising now yeah, I've seen a couple Death Prophets, and the ulti is very good uh, in this mode, for sure. I think we're finally done with Dire Tide. Do you have anything else to say about this wonderful mode? Do more like this. Keep keep in this direction. I, I like this. Yeah, this yeah, I agree. I think this is one of the best, like, releases that Valve has ever done. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, our next topic on the news section is uh, a tournament that's going on right now, guys. Uh, ESL One Germany. Have you watched any of this, or should I uh, take the yeah. We've watched almost all of it, I think. Yeah, we've almost watched all of it. Amount, Very cool. Because yeah. it started while I was on vacation, or while mm -hmm. we went on vacation. And yes. then we watched yesterday's games. And then when is the final happening? Right now. It's right literally now. happening as we're right recording. Now. Yeah. Why are we recording right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> darn time zones <laughs> yeah so the finals uh navi versus liquid uh, should be pretty nice navi has been mm -hmm. surprisingly strong this whole tournament um they've I mean, this, this whole crushed to the old, lower to the upper bracket they beat og uh, and mud golems i wanted to talk about mud golems my god what a fun team to watch um <laughs> yeah. i think probably the biggest story to come out of this tournament as a whole is the Upper bracket semi uh, quarterfinals uh, from Team Secret against McDonald's, where this team that a quick stat for you guys before losing to McDonald's, Secret won 20 series in a row and they won the like last eight tournaments or something. 
Um, yeah, they were on like a hundred game or hundred plus game yeah. win streak something. They were on a historic win streak. Yeah. And they got beat by a team that didn't have a Liquipedia page. They only got a Liquipedia page <laughs> after beating Team Secret. They don't have an organization behind them. No logo. Uh, basically nothing. And they just beat the for sure like best team in the West right now. So yeah. I think that just goes to show that like these things they can like stuff like this almost only happens in Dota. You don't see like upsets like these in most other games. No, that's very true. Yeah, this it was it was a delight to watch. And 2-0, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like it was, you know, like these yeah, weird exactly. strats or anything that kind of clutched it. No, they they did it handedly. Yeah, yeah. They didn't they didn't like cheese or anything. They just like outplayed them uh straight up. I think what you can like uh write on this uh, do you say that no? Uh what you can attribute this win to the, the most actually is the support combination of Matt Golems. Because in both wins against Team Secret, they picked Undying Io uh, as a support combination. And you know, Io is one of these heroes that like completely changes the game, and I think we saw that here. Uh like even King Team Secret can't beat that combination. Also, yeah. Fata, he just played super good on Undying. He had, like, 12 kills in the first game, like, the most out of anyone in that match on a support Undying. That was pretty funny. He did. He, he really showed the power of that hero. Yeah, he had to, yeah. Like, his tombstone was just so disruptive in all those fights, if I'm yeah, remembering yeah. the right one. Because a uh, shout-out to Sam. Um, Undying is good right now. Yeah, he is. Very <laughs> much. He maxed W closely. first, just like Sam said. Yeah. All about that soul rip. Uh, guys, I'm pretty sad about Viking.gg. They were so promising. Aww. They made the they, lower, they, they made the upper hot. bracket, and they two old alliance, which were the second or like tied with Secret for first in the group stage. Um, Who did they lose to again? They lost to Navi, which made the finals. Oh, okay. Uh, so I mean, you I, looking at the bracket, I thought uh, Viking.gg had the easier side, but apparently they lost to the second best team in the tournament. So I don't think that that's sad about it. But still, I would have loved to have them make uh, finals. Like I'm, once they win the first tournament, which I think is only a matter of time, I'm going to be so happy. Yeah, it was really nice watching Viking and watching them kind of come into their own again. Uh, yeah. And same with Dami. Uh, same with Navi. It's been a while since we've seen this snobby crew actually get like good results yeah for sure and oh. my favorite team throughout this whole tournament has been liquid um they they point out on the panel after mud golems had beat secret like mud golems it's it's arguable that it could have been a fluke it's arguable that they took them off guard and like obviously what they did was really really difficult but mm -hmm. when liquid 2-0'd them secret had to have been hissed right like you're you're versing the angry scrappy how did this happen secret and yeah. then they also two owed them. And yeah, I, I mean, think it just goes just to so much fun to watch. Rosters. Um, I actually uh, interviewed the. So I, I think one of the reasons why Liquid is so good right now is uh, they have a new coach who's actually German. So who is this before, coach? Uh, Blitz was their coach, right? Mm -hmm. And now they added Jabs, who's a German guy. Uh, ah. And they're sharing the coach role. And apparently, so I interviewed Jabs, like, I think four days ago for work. Um, and how he described is that he does the, like, traditional analytical coaching stuff. So he prepares them for uh, matches against other teams. He does drafting, uh, stuff like that, replay review and stuff like that. And 
Blitz now mostly does the uh, like like he he tries to maintain good team morale and stuff like that. Um, mm. So I think that may be a reason for why they're so good right now. They got a oh. smart German uh, telling them what to do <laughs> and what to pick. <laughs> yes, I mean, if you yes. want someone to be crafting your strategies, you go German. Yeah. And honestly, uh, he's a very smart guy because uh, as a like, proof of that is before that was like when I interviewed him, it was before upper bracket round one. And he immediately said that he, sing, he thinks Matt Golem uh, is the dark horse that's going to be really, really good. And he was right. They beat Team Secret uh, and like they got really, really far. He, he predicted that before they beat Secret? Yeah, yeah. He predicted. Wow. I mean, he didn't predict them beating Secret. But he said that he can see them very well beating Secret and that he thinks they're a really, really, really strong team because uh, team uh, like because people don't really know Matt Golem's strats yet because they're so new. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to say. Uh, the you know you did you guys hear of the crit? The crit. The crit. You didn't hear of the crit. Oh, oh, the forty-five hundred crit. Exactly. So <laughs> that rapier. There was oh, man, a, that, that, that was everything rapier. was set up perfectly. That was insane. So this was a crit from PA from uh, Mickey in the game against who was it against again? Was it was it Mud Golems? Yeah, I think it was Mud Golems. So there was a Roche fight, and PA had the armor corruption talent, uh, the plus one hundred percent coup de grass kit. Uh, Desolator for negative armor, uh, Divine Rapier, and extra damage from the Alacrity that invoke a And a Solar Crest from one of the supports. Exactly, also Solar Crest. Um, and shout out to Knoxville for the stat, but this crit was the largest critical hit in the history of professional Dota, or at least <laughs> since Source Very 2 nice. came out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so he literally 1-0 like 6-slotted Spectre. Um, yeah. and just deleted him. It was beautiful. 4,532 damage. Jesus There's Christ. been a lot of PA this tournament. I, I've been watching, and she's still my favorite regular Dota hero, so when I see her do well, I feel sad because I feel like they're going to nerf her in some way. <laughs> I love yeah. that hero. Um, yeah, people build Mask of Madness on her now, apparently. Huh? Yeah, yeah that's, that was something I was unaware of. It makes sense because you don't get the lifestyle or lifestyle, lifesteal uh, talent anymore. Yeah, and also like the arm, like losing armor, you don't really care about that because you have evasion anyway. That's true. Uh, yeah, uh, very, very cool. Uh, like it's crazy seeing that crit because you think about how many pro matches uh, there were in pro Dota. It's like what fifty k, and like that was the biggest crit ever. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who wins this. What are, what, what is your guys' prediction for this final? Liquid. I haven't seen enough Navi. I want Liquid to win, but the reason why I like watching Liquid is because they can always throw. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, in that same game with the forty-five hundred uh, crit, uh, Mickey also just like fed mid, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like right before that, <laughs> <laughs> just walked up high ground and died. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I also put my money on Team Liquid. I'm not betting on this, but if I would bet on this, I would bet on Team C uh, Liquid. But I think it's pretty close because Navi they they didn't drop down to the lower bracket. Uh, they haven't been beaten yet in the finals. Uh, sorry, in the like uh, bracket stage. Mm. 
All but right. maybe they are rustier because Liquid had to play more games. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Liquid is definitely like really, really hot and warmed up right now. They beat like Mud Golems and Team Secret. Uh, that's gonna feel really good. Their morale, I'm sure, is very high right now. Yeah. And you know, it's Team Liquid, right? If there's one team that's famous for lapa, uh, for lower bracket runs, it's that one. And OG. <laughs> Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> OG, so. OG with the most famous lower bracket runs. <laughs> nice. Uh, last thing to talk about in the news, we got the We Like Dota League star. Like we, Groups are already live. Uh, you can check those out at wldleague.us. Uh, and the first week of play is designated for the 4th of November. And it's oh, going to last until the 9th. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's the news, guys. Uh, looking forward to the league. Uh, looking forward to playing. Looking forward to watching. Should be a great time. I think I'm going to try to cast some. Yeah, Bay, very Bay cool. and I will try to cast. Yeah. Uh, we'll, as I said, we're going to try to have like a schedule this uh, year for every week so we can like have casting be much easier. Because, we'll you know, finally figure it like out, that. guys. <laughs> Sorry, what do you say? I said we're finally figuring it out. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I haven't put together, I haven't managed to put together a schedule yet. So maybe it's going to still fail. There's still a chance. <laughs> I'm confident. I'm confident. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we're skipping Hero of the Week this week because we're already at 53 minutes. But we got a ton of Noobs Ask Noob questions. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war... You must also prepare for war. The lesson is, always prepare for war. All right, I think I want to uh, not put too much strain on you guys' voices, so maybe we alternate in reading these questions, because there's a million. Okay. Cool. Uh, who wants to start? Uh, I'll start. Okay. All right, from Neil. Uh, what is the origin of the murder hobo lore? I'm so not familiar with even... the murder hobo law. <laughs> oh no, neither am I. No, I got nothing. Okay, all right. So uh... that is our answer. Murder. <laughs> we do not know. All right, let's make something up, guys. All right, so there's... So hobo normally means like a, a homeless Almost guy. Person. Yeah. But maybe hobo is just the adorable name of of like a, a hobbit. Okay, and what's with the murder? Murder of crows. So there's a hobbit that has a bunch of crows, um, and the lore surrounding it is uh, how he got those crows. Interesting. Okay. It sound, sounds like a, a Halloween mascot that goes around <laughs> delivering candy to all the kids flying with his murder of crows. You know what? I, I like that lore. I, I'm sure it's got to be better than actual murdering homeless people, so we'll go with that. Yeah, sure. That's all we got for you, Neil. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll do the next two actually because it kind of go kind of goes together. Next um, three. asks Rex Cow asks, uh, how important is a second monitor in streaming? Then Yield Raven asked, how important is a third monitor in streaming? Then Rex Cow asked again, if I want to cast Raven's pups, are four monitors excessive? <laughs> Ellie asks. How important is stealing Rex Count and Yield Raven's extra monitors when I'm streaming? 
Dora the Destroyer asks, is one monitor excessive when playing Dota? So a lot of discourse about multiple monitors here. Uh, my take on this is going from one monitors to two monitors is like, it makes a really big difference. It's very, it's very, very nice having two monitors because you have so much more screen real estate. But going from, as someone who has three monitors, going from one to two was really, really nice. Going from two to three, it's still helpful sometimes, but it's not as necessary. It's way less of a difference than going from. It's got one major to two. diminishing returns. Yeah, once yeah, you go exactly. from two plus until you get to like ten, and then and then you reach godhood, and then. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess you just have them all be one part of one giant monitor, and then starting yeah. the, the whole process over again. Also, my advice would be, uh, which is what I'm doing, if you insist on having three monitors, have the. Th like have the third one be in the like vertical orientation so you can put mm. more documents on there. Yeah, use that for coding. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, true. A lot of coders have that. Uh, all right, next question, maybe. All right, so we got another Ye old Raven question. He asks, if you could know one secret of the Dota Eternals, what would it be? What are the Dota Eternals? Internals. Oh, internals. <laughs> what are the Dota internals? Uh, oh, I like he means like how the companies run. I would just want to talk to Ice Frog. I would, I would love to converse with that man. Even just know what he's like. I don't even care what his answers are. Hmm. Uh, I'd like to talk to the guy who came up with Venomancer. <laughs> Very weird. I mean, technically, if you want to talk to them, they don't work at Valve, but they they are oh, part of the Dota internals true, true. technically. That's... That's some blizzard. That's like Wait, was Venomancer stuff. in Warcraft 3? Uh, I mean, the, the model for mm. it was. I think it was like a Hydralisk or something. All right, never mind then. Um, well, if you're talking like the internal workings of the game itself, I'd like to know when I'm bashing or like when I'm critting or stuff like that. I just Ooh. have to like a little counter which says like, hey, your next hit is going to be a bish slash crit, uh, bash slash crit. Oh. You just wait till you get a crit and bash in the same hit. Yeah. I mean, I remember there was this uh, a long time ago. There was a script because if you uh, if you crit with PA, the animation is a bit different. If you're gonna crit, yeah, uh, crit canceling. So that script it canceled your attack like twenty times per second, and then waited until you crit. So you crit with every hit. Yeah, but I think they fixed that, that nowadays. I yeah. think so, but that was hilarious. Yeah, that was, it some, was so confusing. That was some shit. <laughs> Cool. Uh, next question. Uh, next question. Okay. Uh, Titus wants to know what's your favorite hero to play in Dire Tide. Mm. Oh, guys. Oh. By the way, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I'm supposed to say that Jim doesn't play Dire Tide, and Nya Nya is that how you say it? He told uh, me to say that when yeah, a Dire Tide question comes I don't play Dire Tide, yeah. Okay, so Jim wants you all to know that he hates Dire Tide. Uh, my favorite <laughs> hero to play is Pagna. He's not good, but I like fighting with Pagna. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Mine is Zeus, because I can just not have to worry about a million things going on, and I'll just care about sniping or canceling yeah. tps or zeus is so whatever. cancer in this mode man you just wait until <laughs> the enemy team is cursed and then when they're all like 200 hp you're yeah. just doing all the kills oh true yeah. um I, I think out of the ones i've played the most of i probably say storm is the most fun it's just fun to zip from one side to the other and one shot somebody putting yeah. away all their candies 
It's true. It's true. It's good um, practice too. Next question from Dora the Destroyer. A uh, little change oh. of uh, ad. No, not ad. The articles here. Um, what was your Halloween costume? I actually didn't have a Halloween costume this year because uh, <laughs> responsible as yeah. I am, I didn't go to a Halloween party. Yeah, I they, forgot it was Halloween. <laughs> they, they did fireworks. They did fireworks outside. Not outside of our place, but like we could hear them and see them from our apartment mm. for like hours, hours of fireworks. Yeah. Um, and I went outside to pick up some food, uh, which was right around the corner, and saw some people in costume. But yeah, we we live in a big city, so it's it's not really a good idea to participate. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, so next question we've got from Juvu. Do you think your favorite teacher, whether they be from school, hobby, life, would make a good Dota player? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Now I have to think of who my favorite teacher is. Uh, I think Actually, my... come to think of it, my favorite teacher is a Dota player. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, my, he's not technically a teacher, but he's, uh, someone who had taught me a lot during school. He was my, our mentor. He came mm -hmm. from a different industry and was very big into, uh, like, he was able to work at Blizzard for a little while. He worked in a lot of RTS games, and he had a big uh, love for Dota. When I was at school, I would wear a lot of Dota memorabilia, so, like, a shirt with Juggernaut on it or the Dota logo sweater from the Valve store. And uh, he came to us after our pitch, and we talked about Dota basically the whole time. <laughs> and anyone that can like analytically speak to me about dota automatically has my respect but he's also like really good at the game and, and very smart um so yeah i guess very interesting he would make a good dota player and he is a good dota player so <laughs> cop out yeah <laughs> easy hmm. answer uh i think my favorite teacher was like my eighth to tenth grade english teacher um i think yeah she she would she probably would uh be good at Dota because she was very like young compared to like all the other teachers I had. So like I think she wouldn't be as like boomer mode on PCs and stuff like that. And she's not a <laughs> rager, right? No, she wasn't a rager. There you go. That that's the, really the way to stick through Dota. Just don't rage. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really struggling to think of who my favorite teacher was. Um, but if I kind of just ask myself from like elementary, middle, high school. Uh, the only one that comes to mind is like my fourth grade math teacher. Uh, shout out to Mrs. Gonzalez. Um, but she was pretty <laughs> old. <laughs> and that was when I was in fourth grade. So I think she'd be a little bit too old to make a good Dota player. How okay. do you think Alaria would be? Oh, Alaria would also be terrible. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I think Alaria would get too angry at at everyone around her. <laughs> just everyone around her. Yeah, that that just <laughs> yeah. Okay, next question from Neil again. Um, if you could get on the opposing team's voice, what would you say? I would. Oh, I would just to think. give them misinformation. Yeah, like we're doing roche guys. Say, like, um. Or not even that. I would tell them, like, oh, I think the enemy team is doing Roche. But then you guys are actually setting up to gank them as they're going over to Roche. Do, mm. like, the great wraparound. Interesting. Um, I think I'd probably, like, wait until the opportune moment. Because, you know, like, when all chatting, you have to maximize the mental damage you're doing. 
Um, so you can't <laughs> yeah. just like every time you kill somebody old chat. You have to wait until you know somebody's like really tilted from a kill or something. Uh, so I'd wait um, until the opportune moment when the enemy team is maybe like infighting among themselves and arguing and then just like trash talk a tiny bit and I think it would break them. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the, the opposite tactic. I, I want to make friends with them. I, I want to tell them about like the good plays they did and... No, but, well, do they know that you're from the opposing team? Would you announce it? You'd be like, hey, guys, I'm on, yeah. I'm on the yeah. other side. I, I, I want to build a good rapport because Aww. ultimately in you're Dota, so awesome. win or lose, like, it's, it's just a game. And some of my favorite moments are when the enemy team and you are both having fun killing each other. So That's... you make a good play. They all tip you and say, like, oh, man, that was crazy. And then when you die, you smile and laugh at your own hubris and everyone has a good time. That'd be, so, that'd be so wholesome. Tough. Very yeah. wholesome. Uh, yeah, I'm not as good as a person as you, I guess. <laughs> uh, next question. Just different ways of having fun. <laughs> what is the stretch goal for Sam, the plat pirate, to get a Teletubby themed diatite tattoo on his butt? Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't hmm. know. Ask him. We should have asked him when we was in here before. We should have. Honestly, I, I think as for a stretch goal, I, if someone draws it, I, I'm sure Sam would at least consider it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would at least get a patch version of it and put it on his jacket. <laughs> the dire tide Teletubby dad patch. Yeah. The most important one. All right, next, another Ye Old Raven question. We got, how often is the hero you request to be banned actually banned? Versus how often you're robbed of one of your one small request. Um, I ban a lot of Windranger when I play regular Dota. And I want to say she gets banned 40% of the time. And then always gets picked. And whenever I need to play PA, like if I, if I need a player to do guild quests or something, she always gets banned. <laughs> yeah, uh, I always ban anti mage, and I think he ban he gets banned like ninety percent of the time, and only like forty percent of that time by me, because <laughs> like in half of every match, like half of my matches, anti mage gets banned anyway, and I can ban someone else. Mm. But if not, I definitely ban him. Uh, yeah. It's been so long since I played regular Dota. I don't even remember who I banned. And in bands in Dire Tide are 100 percent right? I think yeah. they are. Yeah. Bands in Dire Tide, I usually either try to ban Undying or Shadow Shaman. Or, or Shadow Shaman. Um, I don't know why I don't ban Wind Ranger. I should ban Wind Ranger. You should probably ban. Yeah, you should, especially in Dire Tide, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Another question from Neil. I'm Roshan IRL. How much candy do I require? from each house, and do I destroy their home if they don't give me the candy? I mean, Roche is, we've learned from Dire Tide, Roche is pretty fat. He, he'll he'll start out asking for, for a couple of candy, but he, he will straight up ramp up to 20 in no time, and he will <laughs> yeah. definitely wreck your house. No questions asked. I mean, if I'm Roche, yeah, I think I'd wreck the house as well if you don't give me candy. Um, I think it depends on the house. If it's like a really big house where I know the people have money, I'd ask them for like, I don't know, 100 or something but if it's like a small uh, house which doesn't look that well maintained and stuff so you know like the people don't have money like maybe like one oh. or something you know i'll consider it roshan i do progressive taxation as roche <laughs> very european of you thank you 
<laughs> I like that answer. I think that's the right answer. That's a good one. Uh, all right, next question. Which Dota heroes would be ideal replacement for the cast of Young Frankenstein for a Valve exclusive remake of the film? Actually, guys, I know 99% of the time I don't get these like American culture references, but Young Frankenstein was actually a play in my old school one time. So I actually know this. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, so I, I don't have much for this one. Yeah. I mean, it's basically Frankenstein, but everybody falls in love with everybody. And like Frankenst like even somebody falls in love with the monster. It's some weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think okay. Alchemist's Ogre is f like the monster, probably. That was the first one that came up to me, yeah. Tinker is Dr. Frankenstein. And so in Young Frankenstein... The like, I'm not 100% sure if this is true, but at least in my school play, the like main character, the female main character, fell in love with the monster. And I oh, think that's sure. a pretty weird thing to do because you know it's a monster. So maybe you need a female character in Dota that's like not that smart, I guess. Not that smart. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, Death Prophet pops my head, not because she's not that smart, but I Ooh, feel like yeah, she that's understands the difference between, like, beauty and, and monster and everything, and mm. she, she could still love an ogre if, you know, there was enough tragedy involved. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, that one. Yeah, I, okay, okay, for sure. I think Death Prophet is the correct answer here. Uh, yeah. Is there no dog in, in Young Frankenstein? Because there is a dog in Frankenstein, right? I don't think there's a dog. There was, there was a dog in Frank and Weenie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Frankenstein told with a dog instead of a monster. Wow. Uh, all right, next question. <laughs> uh, so from the Salty Persian, we got, if a tree falls and no one is around to hear it, does it still make a Yo Mama joke about Timbersaw? Oh, definitely. They're, they're sassy trees. They're definitely sassy trees. None of them like Timbersaw. Yeah, I'm not answering this question. On what principle? Why not? <laughs> I don't. I don't like these. Like, if a tree falls in the wood, questions. I. I feel like we get too many of them, so I'm not answering it. I haven't seen any, so I'm happy to answer that one. I'll take that blow. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> uh, I think that it does not because timber saw is. Uh, is I don't know. I. I just don't think. It you could just say trees don't talk. Well, I think trees talk in their own way, but I think trees are too refined to make a Yo Mama the joke. Classy trees. Yeah. All right, next question. Uh, you're tasked with making Dota light as part of the new player experience. What five elements of Dota would you adjust or remove to create this easier version of our light game? Well, oh, that's actually Thank really you, good question. Raven. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Raven. It's perfectly aligned with Dire Titus. I was just gonna say because I the the first thought I had after playing a few games of Dire Tide is like if I were to now introduce somebody Dota, I would have them play Dire Tide before anything else because the fighting doesn't matter, but you still get to try out the combat, you still mm -hmm. get to try out the characters, but it's very uh, Heroes of the Storm esque where everyone has the same goal, same experience, so like you don't really feel bad about feeding or anything. It's just a great way to just try out the game without the terrors of 
snowballing in regular yeah. Dota that can just ruin I someone's mean, experience. When you ask around, like, how people got around into Dota, a lot of people are going to say Diotide. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, but with this Dota light, I think I would remove items. Um, I would remove everything past level 25. I would remove denying. I would... Okay, wait, items are removed already. Uh, I would also remove new... Actually, no, I'll I'll let, I'll let leave neutral items in. So you have, like, at least you get, like, used to the concept of items, I guess. Um, hmm. Okay, so I... What about last hitting? Last hitting should stay in. Most MOBAs are last hitting. <laughs> you don't think last hitting should stay in? I think last hitting is hard <laughs> it's hard yeah but, i mean it's that's it's hard but it's such an important part of dota yeah, yeah. They, people kind of have to learn it but i the first thought i had was to get rid of last hitting because in it, out of the mobas i've played and i've played like six different mobas dota easily has the hardest last hitting yeah most mobas you last hit with even a support character from about a third health with dota you really it's really a last hit and it, it takes a lot of time to mm. to adjust to that alone um I mean, I think that also has to do that in Dota, like the power differential between like a level like six hero and a level like 20 hero is the biggest out of any other MOBA. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. What, what guess would you, what would you remove to make Dota easier and not like remove completely ruin the adjust. game? I mean, you can also yeah. adjust. I think it's a pretty open question. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would adjust last hitting. I would make last hitting easier. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that people can get like a feel for it, but I also feel like that could just make it so that they're not good at real Dota when they go to play it. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, you really have to just leave the characters alone. You really don't want to yeah change too much of them because that's really what the game, the fun of the game, is trying out the characters and learning them. I I think I agree with removing items, um, because it's just so confusing especially in dota people get so confused as to what they're buying why they're buying it mm. like gold in general um Wait, if they're if you're last hitting still then what's the incentive for the gold right yeah true i guess that's... you need something to buy with the gold i mean i guess yeah. buy. i guess maybe instead not... of um a shop it's just uh, a set item progression list yeah that, that would make yeah adjust adjust item buying so that people automatically buy like general builds that there's something that you literally you press the shop button if you have enough gold sure. it just buys the item for you and maybe we could remove uh, active components from items so like lincolns and stuff mm-hmm. can stay but like items only give mm-hmm. passive stuff yeah i agree with that yeah simplify it very cool very cool good dota light guys good dota light yeah <laughs> yeah uh next question guys um from uncle bourbon how do you beat A2K's team uh, called the Backtrack Boys in the We Like Dota League? Dude, you're on my team. Why are you asking this? Oh my Wrong God. answers <laughs> only. But only... Uh, okay, he said wrong answers only, <laughs> but do not read this part. So, <laughs> I, I, guys, I please give me <laughs> meme answers to not ruin my team. Don't leak my strats. Um... Let Pugna through the hubris of Arian on his on that hero will certainly be his downfall. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let's see what else. Um, 
How, how else do you be? Let the draft timer run out. Just just let the team random because then he can't strategize. If you don't know what you're playing, neither does he. <laughs> um, I think my joke uh, answer would be try to make Ocinity's game bad because he's definitely the best player on the team and without him we'd <laughs> never be able to win. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just end with that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've got a long one next. We've got another Mr. Fancy Pants. Oh, boy. Absurdly right. contrived scenario time. You are a contestant on Iron Chef Dota, a cooking challenge where the greatest chefs in the Dotaverse face off preparing five-course meals in an hour with each dish prominently featuring a single secret ingredient. You are facing the greatest chef of all Dota 2 heroes. Who is your opponent? You get to pick three more Dota heroes to be your assistants. So who do you choose? And finally, the secret ingredient is revealed. Mango. What appetizer, entree, dessert do you prepare to impress the judges to earn the title of Iron Chef Dota? Wow. Ooh, That's a question. Who's the best chef in Dota? I think we got to answer that one first. I need to look at the uh. list of Dota heroes. Oh, I have an idea, guys. I think it's Bloodseeker. Because you know right. why you know that immortal where his tongue like hangs out of his mouth really long, right? Mm-hmm. I bet he can like taste the most minuscule tastes with that. So you can make the perfect dish because he can, you know, adjust the taste very well. So I think Bloodseeker is the best chef. I, I've got a new best chef. I think the person we'd be versing as best chef would be Snapfire. She's the only one that has cooking in any Ooh, of her true. her kit or story or anything. True. And I imagine she could whip up some crazy country food. So she would be one heck of a chef to beat. She also probably has to cook a lot to just like keep her frog alive. That's oh true. God. Yeah. No, and, the and frog she wouldn't, is dead. She wouldn't there is no it. frog. Oh yeah. <laughs> she, she, she wouldn't give uh, Mortimer slop either. Yeah, like she, yeah. she would cook good food for Mortimer. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. All right, so we're up against Snapfire. Who are our assistants? So who... I mean, we need, I think, one hero who can, like, heat all our food. So that would be Lena, probably, or Phoenix. I think Phoenix would be better because we can, like, eat his egg, make, like, scrambled egg (laughs) and stuff, and he can also eat our food. I mean, he probably doesn't mind, right? Because it's, like... I'd imagine if Phoenix, like, gets reborn... It's not animated in, like, the actual Dota 2 game, but I'd imagine his eggshell just, like, falls down and you can use it for cooking after he reanimates. Also, Dive is useful because he can, like, oh, Phoenix, go and grab me the cilantro, and he'll just, like, dive over and pick it up and bring it back. Very nice, very nice. (laughs) He can, like, lightly caramelize stuff with his uh, (laughs) sunray. True, true. (laughs) It'd be like a... You do creme brulees with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two suggestions. We, we get three, Yeah. right? Three assistants. Okay, yeah. so we've got Phoenix for one. The other two I would suggest are Rubik because of the level of intelligence and the ability to steal uh, either spells or I, I think Rubik could even steal thoughts. Yeah, I think he should. Either the he judges could steal cooking or the sapphire. Yeah. And... The other one, I think, would either be an alchemist or a witch doctor. People that are good at, like, putting together the fine ingredients and understanding the balance of, like, pH mm, and yeah. fats and acids. Well, and alchemist heat. is kind of bad, right? Because he gets it wrong. Yeah. 
Does he get it wrong? Yeah, his W. His... Yeah, his Oh, unstable con- concoction. Yeah. But he doesn't he make that on purpose to be unstable so it's explosive? Uh good point. I don't I mean, know. He, he's the alpha. I feel like he's he's a smart guy. But yeah. I mean alternatively we could do Witch Doctor. Uh, Witch Doctor who, you know, he's all about the voodoo man. My my only suggestion for that would be that Rubik also reads the thoughts of the judge. So if yes. the judge is like really into a particular ingredient, we just put a lot of that into our dish and it's going to be very exactly. easy to Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then what, what is our meal? Appetizer, entree, and dessert, and they have to involve Include mango. mango. Uh, right. Can you grill mango? Drill? Grill. Grill. Oh, grill. I'm, I'm sure you so. can. I'm sure you can. I've seen like savory mango dishes before. Sure. Okay. So we had. Le- oh, let's put mango into creme brulee. That sounds delicious. Yeah, mango creme brulee dessert. I, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Wait, that's I like I like that pear onion tart we had. Like, what if we have a a mango onion tart? That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that'll be the appetizer. Ooh, ooh, ooh! And then I would save the skin of the mango and like curl it up into a rosebud shape Whoa. and put it on the, on the side. Okay. So okay. Fancy. Very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Presentation. So, so who, who on our team is is gonna have the the fancy skills for that? Bird can't do it. Uh, witch doctor. He's got fingers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I can imagine him. He he holds a rose in one of his sets. I'm sure. That's sure. Sure, we'll go with it. We'll I mean, Witch Doctor okay. has four <laughs> fingers, which is more than most uh, Dola heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, or another, but this is still an appetizer. Uh, a mango ceviche would be really good. What's a ceviche? Ceviche is um, like a fish salad, if you will. It's kind of Ooh. like little pieces of raw fish with like a little bit of lime. And the cilantro that Phoenix grabbed for us. Um, with some mango. Sure. <laughs> and then what's our entree? That's, that's the last one. We'll just have an entirely appetizer. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> entree is like the main dish, right? The main, main dish, main, yeah. yeah. Huh. I mean, it's got to be something fancy. Well um, ooh, ooh, um, a duck with, uh, like a mango... Filling? Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah, I love duck. Yeah. It's very delicious. Mm-hmm. Duck is very good when it's done well, and we have a phoenix. I feel like phoenix could make a really good duck. Phoenix might be a little insulted, though. Well, that's, I mean, you know. <laughs> Get your head in the game, phoenix. Okay. <laughs> Two player. And then the, the mango creme brulee for dessert? Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. we got it. We got the title. We can't say we would win, but we can say that we, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Final Fancy Pants question? And last question overall. Last question. All right. Um, the We Like Dota League is about to start, and everyone is super excited to put their skills to the test. However, a contest of competitive skills seems a bit off-brand for the podcast and its community. Could this year's We Like Dota League incorporate some sort of theme costume contest that challenges our community's hats as well as their strats? Mm. Um, well, first of all, I don't think uh, a like, competitive contest is so off-brand for us. I think we have a very uh, multifaceted community. So I think we can do both. Uh, but maybe we'll do it in the lower bracket. We should have an all-stars game. Yeah, we should. We definitely should. <laughs> have an all-stars game like right before the finals. And we can have it be a, a theme. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we TI now. I'll try yeah, to do something now. together. We're, we're that seems good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. Doable. 
Uh, nice. Well, I think that's finally it. Uh, thank you guys for bearing with us uh, during this long news stretch and long noobs as noobs stretch. Thank you, Charlene and Matt, for being on the podcast. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you guys on. Um, anything you want to say before we close out the show? Uh, good luck with your online courses. Thank you uh, for bringing down my mood. I'm going to go cry now, Happy guys. Happy belated Halloween. Bye. Bye. Bye.